This is Warvester Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome back this week to episode 34. I'm here again with Ben. Hi, everybody. We're excited to be diving into part two of what we discussed last week um, in this idea of Peter on the waves. And exclusively what I wanted to bring, I don't know if exclusively is the right word, but what I have specifically on my heart is this, um, we see Jesus walking on the waves and he's come straight out of rest, right? He was on the mountain, he had been praying, he had been seeking union and reunion, I don't know if reunion is the right word, but he was revitalizing his relationship with the Father and bringing focus and new rest into his life so he could go back to preaching to the multitude, so he could go back to instructing his disciples and just living everyday life as a man, which is a lesson that we all need to learn is have being sure that we have that central focus of rest with Jesus so that our life can be sourced out of that rest. So anyway, we see Jesus on the waves of the storm sourcing his life from rest. He's he's on the storm. He's going to his disciples who are in chaotic frenzy right now, trying to keep the boat from sinking, bailing water in their own strength, looking at everything else. And then they see Jesus walking on the waves and they don't recognize it's him until they do recognize it's him and he calls out to th- or when he calls out to them. Um, yeah, they're even still a little unsure then because <laughs> Peter's like, if it's really you. <laughs> right. But yeah, right. exactly. Um, and they're calling him a ghost. But what I wanted to men- bring out here is in this whole passage between Jesus walking on the waves and Peter getting out and walking on the waves. Well, first, I think it's important to note Going back to when Jesus, when Peter says in verse 28, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Um, Once again, this isn't my own thought. This was something that somebody else brought out, and it's super cool. Uh Peter asked to be commanded to come to Jesus, which I think is interesting. Um, You know, he desired to follow Jesus, and he wanted to know it was Jesus. And all Jesus had to say was, come. And Peter's like, I know it's you, Lord. I'm I'm climbing out of the boat. None of the other disciples talked to Jesus, apparently, or said anything. And Peter was leaving what they, the rest of the disciples, considered to be their last hope of safety, the boat that they all were fearing was going to sink. That was their hope. It was in something that they felt was going to sink, which is just a pretty pitiful hope when you're resting in a sinking ship. You're like, yeah, it's going down, but this is the safest place to be. Peter recognized something else. He saw his Lord, and he got out of the boat. None of the other ones did. We like to look at, oh, yeah, and Peter sank. He lost his faith because he was looking at... Peter did a lot more than the other ones did. He actually got out of the boat and listened to the Lord. He kept his 
for the time being, he kept his eyes fixed upon Jesus because he recognized the next safest place besides the boat, which arguably wasn't the safe place, and the safest place was Jesus who was walking on the waves. Peter recognized that. And I think that's important to know. Ben, what do you think about that? you have anything to add? Yeah, no, I I really like what you're saying just about, I know it's just kind of going back to the beginning of where you were talking about, but just that thing of refreshing, refreshing, he, I love the thought about how, or it's just interesting to me about how he, he understood, you know, as, <clears throat> as God, <clears throat> he doesn't need rest, mm-hmm. you know, he, it's, he's God, but he recognizes that his, the, he has come in the body of a man and so therefore he recognizes his needs for that and i love that how it's a picture like the rest of the disciples were just off you know they were going their way granted that's what jesus told them to do but jesus he took that intentional time to go and and rest and it might not look like the rest that we're thinking of because he he prayed all night long mm-hmm. and and so i I believe that it was here. Uh, and so just looking at that, either way, he went up to the mountain to pray at nighttime. Mm-hmm. And so just looking at that, how he knew exactly what he needed. And I don't know, just that, that idea of being refreshed. And so it kind of plays into uh, some of the things we were talking about before about uh, just that that being above the, just being above the turbulence, I guess you could say, of... Um, kind of the idea of floating, like when you are, you were talking about this, the idea of kind of floating above, mm-hmm. floating above the, just the difficulties of life just went in being refreshed in, in the Lord. And I don't know, I thought that was interesting with that yeah. as well. Yeah. So that brings, going to that floating thing. Yeah. We, we were talking about that because you, as we were talking about this last week and you were bringing out this point of, when we focus on Jesus, we can't sink. If our eyes are f- are fixed upon Jesus and we're making our way towards Jesus across the chaos of life and the things that would seek to bring us down, we can traverse all the way to Christ. It's when we become distracted and our focus is on these mountainous waves of life and the difficulties and the trials and our own selfish desires that we begin to go down. And so I wanted... I had a thought just from you talking about that of here we have Jesus, and this goes to a little bit what I mentioned right in the beginning of the podcast. Here we have Jesus coming out of of rest, and he's weightless. When we are resting in the spirit of the Lord, we will be weightless because our cares are non-existent in Jesus because we're caring for his things. And he, he told us in Matthew 11, as we've been talking about as a theme for this whole thing, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. His stuff is weightlessness. We don't, there's nothing to fear in Christ. There's no doubt. There's just a perfection of unity in Jesus when we're walking in his will. And that's what we see Jesus doing here with the, in his relationship with the Father, is he's coming out of rest and he's weightless. Now, does I have to be careful and clarifying. It's not that, this is what made him able to walk on the water. It's not like Jesus was actually weightless, which physically allowed him to walk on the water. He was spiritually weightless, but in a neat kind of comparison, he was walking on water too. He was he was weightless. He was 
stepping on the water because he didn't care about the water either, which is in faith he was able to walk on the water. And I was like, this is really cool in my in my own head of how this is working. And so here we have it contrasted with Peter. Peter looks to Jesus, sees the weightlessness that Jesus is experiencing both on top of the water, but also in a way spiritually of reliance upon the Father. And Peter, in taking, goes and looks to Jesus and knows he can experience weightlessness, so to speak. So he steps out and he's floating on that water when his eyes are fixed upon Jesus. Who knows how far he got, 30, 50 yards? I don't know. He was away from the boat a good bet. Apparently, he couldn't make it back to the boat because he started sinking and he was calling out to Jesus. So he was closer to Jesus than the boat because um, I imagine he could swim. Maybe not. He was a fisherman, so I, I would figure he could swim. But anyway, one he was weightless getting to Jesus. He was experiencing that weightlessness that Jesus had, which is the same weightlessness as we can experience when we're resting in Christ. But when his eyes became focused on the waves which could also represent the spiritual turmoils we might see in our daily trials, whether that be financial stuff or emotional stuff, whatever. I mean, you fill in the blank for what that looks like for you all who are listening. Um, when we become fixated upon that and that becomes our new gaze, we, be, we gain weight. We start taking on the cares and the burdens of the world and we sink our weightlessness that we have in our rest is taking on baggage and we're we begin to sink down. Now Jesus is more than capable of pulling us out of that as we see in this passage. But I, I was really inspired by that idea of, and I'm talking forever right now. Ben's like, yeah, this is, like, this is good. This, this is good. good. I'm I, like, I want to hear your thoughts too, but I'm taking forever to wind it up. But anyway, I was really stirred by that idea of weightlessness in Christ because that is what true rest looks like is it's the absence of any of my own baggage that I would take into my life of worry, of anxiety, of stress, of my own cares, my own selfish desires. It's gone. That All that's gone when I'm walking in the Lord, when I am living and abiding by his spirit. I become... Mm-hmm spiritually weightless so to speak so i can walk on the spiritual chaos and the spiritual water and just float mm-hmm. anyway, yeah do you have something to add yeah. to that i was just have a there's a bunch of thoughts but i was thinking about how jesus walked on the water perfectly and like of course he did but just looking at that because obviously peter didn't he lost sight there but i was thinking about how many times in the bible jesus talks about how the father does the works his dependence on the father for for Mm -hmm. everything that he does everything that that he he is there he's depending on the father for that and how he walked he walked on the water perfectly and it's kind of an example of of our lives with without christ we might try to we're going to try to step out on that water and we're going to sink straight Mm -hmm. through but it's it's only when we it's only when we come into that rest in in salvation that we're able to actually continue to walk on it because 
in in all fairness in the analogy he's holding us up as we walk and it's in his power and Mm -hmm. so just looking at that dependence there that jesus had on the father i thought it was such a great example for us of how jesus carried through with that and and how just in in that he was able to help peter as well because he relied on the father but he was also able to to help peter in the same way and i think that's kind of a cool I know we I've kind of strayed a little bit here um, from the main topic here, but just I don't how, really think so. <laughs> I have to go in a good place to me. Yeah. So how we can just in in relying on the Father, mm-hmm. or you know, relying on God. I don't really make distinctions too much here, but relying on God, we can then extend a hand down to those who are faltering in in the faith or, or those, those who are struggling. And I don't know, it's just a picture that came to my mind there of how Jesus gave us the perfect example of walking on the water and lending that hand. And he came for an, as an example for us as well. And so I think that's a cool um, way to look at that. Yeah, absolutely. And building off of that, not only did he walk on the water, give Peter the ability to walk on the water, but then he also, and, and picked Peter up out of the water and walk him back to the boat. He then got in the boat and calmed the storm. Like, his rest extended much further than just being able to walk on the water because the power he was receiving from the Father, from the heart, allowed him to do all those things. And I think, I don't know how that, can, like, what, okay. So are, are, are we saying that we're going to walk on the water and then calm the storms of life? I, I'm not saying we're going to be... <clears throat> That's the example that we're going to give all the time in our life, that that we're just going to be walking in that much power all the time. But you could look at it, though. Jesus was Mm -hmm. following. He says, I do what the Father, you know, I do what the Father wills, what he desires. So, you know, I I believe that if that's what God desires, he fully could do that through us. Absolutely. And that's where I was headed, is that we don't have to be limited by our own understanding of what's happening. We have all the power that Jesus had, plus he says... We shall do far greater things. And I only say that, once again, to point to what we have been given in Christ and the authority we've been given in him when we are in his spirit. It's just, it's stupendous. Why do we have to worry about simple things like just getting out of a boat? Like, I just, to me, it's like I, I recognize how little I am in front of Jesus because I can see that I have been given this, gifted this power in him, and yet I'm just like Peter, and I climb out of the boat, and I get all excited for like 30 seconds, and then I'm like, whoa, that's a big wave, whoa, that's a lot of wind, and then I'm just sinking again. But there's hope, I guess. It's, that's the best part about this passage, is we see the full spectrum going on, and there's hope, there's restoration all the way around it. Jesus saves, there's We've been offered power. We can walk in power. P- Peter walked in power here, clearly. Yeah, he messed up. He started walking in power again. We see that through the rest of his life. Anyway, it's just a cool full circle thing. Um, and I had something else I wanted to talk about. Do you have... Yeah. I, I did have a thought just... Mm-hmm. If this is a little bit on a different path, but just looking at how you would... You had referenced it before, just looking at when we when we do doubt and when those troubles do come up. And I was thinking about it, how much we 
uh, I believe it was in our Bible study, we were talking about uh, we were talking about Job, mm-hmm. and this is a little bit off on a uh, tangent here, but talk about Job, how when when Satan was given power to do something against him or against things that he had instantaneously or seemingly, you know, the next verses talk about how Satan goes out and everything, you know, just take for instance, the, the livestock and the children, everything Satan has, or sorry, that Job has, Satan wipes it out because he's been given that power. And looking at that in, in this story, just as far as what Satan wants to do to us, he's, I kind of get the picture, you know, he's, we we as we as Christians in Christ when while, when we are in Christ mm-hmm. we walk over Satan and every everything evil in Christ everything is beneath us but that's not to say that Satan's not down there making waves trying to trying to get us to get distracted or to to focus to get fearful mm-hmm. oh it's a big wave you know that's some that's a big wind there it's not to say that he 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 can't do that but it's if we keep our eyes focused on Christ and we get that we get that uh that intentionality in him we can we can walk over the the temptations the mm-hmm. all of the things that Satan tries to stir up underneath us to try to catch our attention be like oh you know you you really want to do that sin or you really right. want to be distracted with that fear or that frustration or you know, trying to trying to make ends meet there. Uh, you know, I, I, you you can be worried about that, but when when we got our eyes focused on Christ, we're able to walk. We're able to walk on the water there with that. Mm-hmm. And that reference a little bit back to the talk about that a little bit in the last uh, podcast. But I just thought that was a it's a good example of kind of how how our our relationship with the the lord is and you know think about the fiery darts from the devil he's trying to pin us with those he's like you know hey look over here you know this this is something that you really need to pay attention to take your eyes off of off mm-hmm. of god there i i got something that'll really distract you so anyways this uh this thought that i had there with that it's interesting i i was just spending while well, you were talking about that you reminded me of a passage and it's going to frustrate me that i can't find it it's in psalms um, and it's one of the earlier chapters of Psalms, which is relevant, right? Because there's a bunch of them. So what's the early? Is it the first 30 or is it like, you know, <laughs> um, but it's an, it's an earlier Psalm for sure. It talks about the Lord directing the paths of our feet and that we are to consider the paths of our feet, but we're not to look at our feet. Isn't that I, we're to consider the path that we're on and we're looking down range of what we're walking on, but we're not getting, we're not looking down at our feet in the path that we're on. Cause we get all, we stop paying attention to where we're going. I don't know if you've ever tried looking at your feet when you're walking, but you tend to steer off course and go to the left or the right, mm-hmm. or you just trip and fall because you can't see which, what obstacles are up ahead. Um, and I thought that was interesting. Just I've read it a couple times in the last few weeks. Of Lord, help me can help me know where what path my feet are on, which is a path leading to Jesus. Jesus is always at the end of that path. I can always see Jesus at the end of the path. So there's surety in that. As long as I keep my eyes there, if I start like going back to you, you know, Satan's always underneath that water, like trying to create some waves and distract us. 
The same thing with if I start looking at my feet. I'm sort of like, what's going on down here? I'm feeling a little like going through some mud or something like that. If we get distracted by what our feet are going through, then we get really off course because now we've lost sight of where we're headed. Um, mm-hmm. And, man, I, I want to find that passage, but I won't be able to find it. We'll have well, to look it up then. Yeah, we'll have to look it up and mention it in another another episode. So, well, I hope this has been encouraging to you all. We've just hit the 20-minute mark, so I think we should wrap it up. I don't – we've pretty much – we've pretty much uh, gotten everything there is. I, I feel like we've – there's always more to get out of Scripture, but Absolutely. for you and I, I think we were like, man, we just – we squeezed everything that all the truth that we could by the spirit um, out of this passage. So that was exciting. And I'm glad for that uh, continued discussion there. Uh, so I hope you all once again, enjoyed this and I'm hoping that just through the Holy spirit, that some things are sticking out to you and that it's applicable to your lives. I'd love to hear thoughts from everyone. Um, if you feel led to email us and just, um, you guys could bring out some topics of rest or thoughts on rest that Ben and I haven't considered yet. And so it'd be, or any other Love topic. The feedback for right. sure. Feedback's awesome. Um, so that'd be really cool to hear, but all the same, just thank you guys for listening. Appreciate the support and um, just praising the Lord for this podcast. And I'm also so thankful for Ben and for his continued faithfulness to be here every week and record an episode with me. Uh, we might not have an episode next week because he and I are going to be out at Ellerslie. So Yay. we're trying. I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to record one or just have some rest from podcasting for a bit. <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe there'll be one next yeah. next Wednesday, um, just as the Lord leads. So anyway, be expectant, y'all. Um, I hope Jesus is your surety on the waves of this life. Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.